Hello, everyone. A link to the show's transcript is in the episode description. My name is Sara or Sarah. My pronouns are she, her, and ella. For my social work practicum, I'm partnering with Dream City to share the stories of Latina, Latino, and Latinx students navigating college. My hope with this podcast is to remind us that we are not alone. Together, we are raising the numbers of Latinas, Latinos, and Latinx people with a college education. And with that, remember, echele ganas. While Oscar was excited about the new freedom that came with college, he also struggled with homesickness. To manage the excitement of college and the homesickness, he stayed rooted in his culture to remind him of what it is all for. Now, Oscar is graduating from Iowa State University with a bachelor's degree in management with minors in Spanish and accounting. I think my first year was super tough on me just because I was super homesick so I think coming from like a Latino background you know you're so tight-knit with all your family whether that be like your direct family brothers sisters parents or even your cousins you know you you're just so so united so I think coming from that type of background and then coming here where I have no family I'm the first to go to college in my family so you know it's a little hard being on my own I was super homesick I miss my mom a lot. I'm a big mama's boy, so I missed her a lot, missed her cooking and all that, but I got used to that by obviously making new connections on campus. And then aside from that, I think it was a culture shock coming here just because there wasn't a lot of Latinos and even minority students here in general. But I think just having surrounded myself with those communities, like knowing where they are, knowing where, where they go to hang out, I think is what kind of helped me become more comfortable here at Iowa State. But yeah, definitely getting assimilated to, you know, different, just a different environment because in Sioux City, it's super diverse. Coming to a predominantly white institution, you know, it was hard. I had thoughts of wanting to go back and, you know, maybe transferring in from like a community college because I know, you know, it's pretty common. I was like, no, what if I just go spend one or two more years with my family? And then once I'm older, hopefully ease into that transition of, you know, coming to university. But I guess, yeah, just like I said, surrounding myself with people with similar backgrounds as me, finding my community and like obviously people who have experienced what I was going through because I know a lot of my counterparts, I guess you could say, don't really experience, you know, homesickness or they're super excited to be at college. You know, it's a brand new experience for them. But definitely for me, it was just it was eye opening to say the least. And then, yeah, like I said, it was it was super hard to navigate. But just finding your people, I think, and surrounding yourself with, like I said, people with the same beliefs, I think gets you a long way and it can you know, help you become successful. When I was a freshman, I was connected with a lot of like multicultural communities. So for example, I'm on a scholarship right now, full tuition scholarship. It's MVP here at Iowa State. So it's a multicultural vision program scholarship where Iowa residents, we were all put into a program. And basically that program consists of like events throughout the first year. We have to take two classes, one in the fall and then one in the spring. So just with that class, you're surrounded with, you know, peers who are like yourself. And then through MVP, I kind of got a wider range of resources. So each college here at Iowa State has their own like multicultural program for their students. So I was a part of Connect for my freshman year. And basically it's like my college's program for multicultural students. So I went to those meetings. And then lastly, Trio Student Support Services. It's a low-income first-gen program. And so, yeah, I joined that my freshman year because... 
my peer mentor for that program i knew her from high school so she kind of gave me the word of like oh hey go apply to the trio program so i applied here and i'm actually a peer mentor for the program now so it goes a long way you know knowing those connections but yeah so that's kind of how i got you know assimilated to iowa state I mean, it's changed a little bit just because I was super homesick and I was like, no, how am I going to live without my mom, my brother, my dad, you know? But in May, I moved to Kansas City. So it's like a big jump, you know? It's a four hour, you know, drive from Sioux City. So it's not too far, but again, it's not like I'll be able to go home every weekend. So I'm very proud of myself because I did out outgrow, I think, those, like that old me, I guess, per se. So I've had internships like the past couple summers. So I've been away from my family for a whole summer. And so that kind of helped me, like, I guess, like outgrow the old me. And I guess now it's like, it's super hard just because, like, you know, Latino families, they like to stay all super tight knit and all, you know, together. That's obviously not my case. I'm still pretty close to home, but Again, it's not like in the same city as my parents would have wanted, but my mom and my dad, they're both super open to me, like exploring opportunities and obviously going, you know, what best opportunity presents itself. So I've thankfully been blessed with the parents that I have. I know a lot of Latino students are, you know, are not so lucky in some aspects, but yeah, I'm just entirely grateful and blessed that I have, you know, my parents support and they support me with whatever decision I make. My parents are both, you know, they're both immigrants. They both, my mom's from Mexico and my dad's from Guatemala. So I think knowing their struggles has kept me super grounded in my opinions and my beliefs and my background. And then obviously, like, I see what our community struggles with day to day. So it's not like, oh, I turn the eye now that I'm in college or I'll be making more money. You know, it, it's the, oh, I'm gonna forget, you know, about my community, blah, blah, whatever. It's like, because I know that happens a lot. So I think maintaining your ground and obviously never forgetting where you come from, whether that be you know, you yourself or where your parents come from, you know, I think just having that thought always in the back of my mind is what has helped me keep myself grounded. And then I'll be the first to graduate within my family. So it's like a super big accomplishment in itself. With that thought, you know, I'm kind of paving the path for my brother. He's also going to a community college right now. So just kind of having those thoughts in the back of my mind. I've always kind of guided him and kind of like, like I say, paved the path for him. So he's going into like heating and air conditioning and all that. So it's not necessarily like similar to mine where I spent four years in college. He's, you know, doing trade. So I think within one or two years, he'll be done. So I've obviously just like helped him, especially with like his financial aid and stuff. And obviously knowing what scholarships are out there for him to take those opportunities. And obviously like it was hard at first because I... I would push him. I'd be like, no, come apply to Iowa State. I have the scholarship and you can get it too. Or apply to the University of Iowa. You know, just all these four-year universities. But I never had in mind, like, what he actually wanted to do. You know, it was just like, okay, I went to a four-year college. He can do it too. So I never really took into consideration what he wanted to do. But I think afterward, after kind of talking to him and, you know, him explaining, yo, you know, I don't think four-year college is for me. I'm going to do this instead. And I'm like, okay, well, at least he knows, you know, what he likes. He knows what he doesn't want to do. Obviously, now it's just a means of supporting him and making sure he, you know, graduates and achieves what he wants to do. You know, I, I look back and I'm like super grateful just because like I've met other friends who they're the youngest or they're the middle, but not really any friends who, you know, are the oldest. And we obviously take upon a lot of responsibility 
being the oldest so that like stems back to like even like in middle school so like when I was younger like my parents like they got separated so we were living with only my mom for a bit and we'd see my dad you know occasionally out of the week so I kind of had to step in and like you know traditionally like in Latino families it's like oh if you're the oldest daughter you know you'll take on the responsibilities of cooking you know cleaning of taking care of your younger sibling my parents didn't have a girl so all that responsibility kind of shifted over to me so I was the one who learned how to cook I was the one who had to learn how to clean take over my brother take care of him so I've always kind of been like in a way his bodyguard now I mean he's he's much taller than me so it's like you know you know what the heck but I'm still like I still look over him I'm like make sure you stay on top of your things and all that so I'm still on his case a lot but yeah like I said it kind of stems back to those times when I was kind of like my mom's like second hand and helping my helping raise my brother basically So when I lived in Sioux City with my mom and my brother, so like I said, I was kind of my mom's second hand, but I also like, I don't want to say she like controlled me, but she kind of controlled me. Um, so it's like, it, she had all these set of rules and I had to follow them, which kind of sucked because I was like, yo, all my friends, like they're able to do this freely. Why can I not? So I was excited to come to college for that reason, just because I wouldn't have my mom anymore to, you know, be on my case. But once I transitioned over to, to Iowa State, I realized that you know, it wasn't such a bad thing after all. So I think it kind of opened my eyes and kind of made me see where my mom was coming from, her point of view of things. I honestly think it made our relationship even stronger between my mom and I. We maintained like conversations like every week. I would call her every Sunday. I remember at like 8 or 9 p.m. Now I don't really call her so much. I text her pretty much every day. I know it sounds bad, but I, you know, I, I, I don't really call her much, but I'm texting her literally almost every day. So I'm in contact with her quite a bit. My brother, not so much, because I know he's busy doing his own thing. He's a residence assistant at his school, so he's pretty busy with that. And then I know his class load is a lot. So I always tell him like, yo, whatever question you have, you know, you have me, but that connection's still there. And I don't think it'll ever like go away, you know, wherever I go. Like my thing was just like go out, make connections and obviously making yourself present in places you feel uncomfortable. I think, I don't know, it's that's always been my kind of my advice. So I have um, meetings with first year students here at Iowa State. So that's what I tell them always if they say that they feel uncomfortable in a certain space. I just always tell them make yourself present in those spaces because I think their opinions are valid. Obviously, like a lot of us feel uncomfortable in places where we are the minority, especially here in higher education. So I always tell them, okay, make yourself present in, in those situations, make your voice heard. So that's what I would, you know, what I would have liked to know. And then also just being okay with making mistakes. I know being like first gen, especially we're like so pressured on like being perfect, you know, being perfect for our parents, being perfect for our siblings. But, you know, it's okay to make mistakes for sure. No one's perfect. Everyone makes, makes mistakes. And eventually, you know, you'll find the right answer. So I guess I'm like choosing your major. I know like a lot of us are like pressured into like choosing something that'll like make your parents proud or, you know, please your parents. But I guess my advice would be, you know, choose what you want to do truly. I mean, you can't be stuck forever doing something you don't like, you know? And I see that even now with like some of my colleagues here at Trio there. They know people who like chose a major because their parents sold them to and they end up not liking that major. So it's like, go with where your heart is at, you know, do something you love. And as for like transitioning, I don't know, into like aims or even somewhere 
that you're you know not completely used to just being okay with stepping out of your comfort zone because that's how you grow honestly as a person is being in those situations where you know you're uncomfortable and in new places so yeah definitely just step out of your comfort zone Thank you so much for listening and thank you to Oscar for agreeing to do this episode. I am Sara and as always, echale ganas.